Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody. Bridget McGowan here, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I have with me today Lorna Jane, who is hanging out in the UK. Lorna, welcome to the podcast. Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. I'm really, really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you, especially considering the long conversation we had before we hit record. <laughs> and so because of that conversation, I have so many questions for you that may or may not have a thing to do with speaking, but we are going to connect <laughs> all of the dots for everybody. Now, you have not always been a professional speaker. You've not always been that person who gets up there and owns the microphone. What did you do before you got into the speaking world, Lorna? Gosh, a little bit of everything, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, start, I started my career in travel. Travel was always a passion of mine. And I was living overseas on and off for five or six years. I was working for big travel companies. And then I decided to come back to the UK and get you know, more of a professional job. So I started out as a project manager. And that was when I kind of created my desire for business. And then from there on, I then just kind of found myself going into different industries. I worked in rail and uh, I worked in water industry, the energy industry, very male dominating industries, construction. Um, and I did that for a number of years. So I've worked in a lot of different industries. Now, you mentioned that a lot of the industries were male-dominated industries, and you are obviously female. Yeah. <laughs> what challenges, if any, came with owning your voice or finding your voice or maybe speaking up in these industries where you didn't see a lot of people who look like you or me? Yeah, yeah. I actually think that was the cause of my burnout later on in my career because I'm not really somebody to shy away from speaking my voice and for sharing uh, my views on things. But I think in that industry, you have to almost shout louder and you have to almost make yourself, you know, when you're in a boardroom and there's 20 plus males all fighting to be heard, um, you have to kind of weave your way in and be unapologetically you. And I think sometimes that can actually really cause you to feel quite drained um, because you're having to be hyper-masculine and use um, your masculine energy excessively in order to be heard. And that can really cause uh, you to be drained. It can cause you to work harder more than what you would be because you feel like you have to prove yourself as a woman in these industries. Do you find that showing up in your presentations in any way where you find that you're having to pull in uh, masculine flavored energy, if you will, or if 
that's not the case, then what do you find yourself doing to make sure you are heard and seen on the microphone? Do you know what? That is such a good question. I think a lot of it is knowing your audience, knowing the topic that you're speaking about and knowing who you're delivering it to. So if I am speaking on anxiety and emotional burnout, then I have a, a, a softer approach. But if I feel like the audience is losing interest or perhaps it hasn't been as impactful, then I will almost use what we call uh, in the corporate world shock tactics, where I'll ask them direct questions and say to them, what will it take for you to change the way you are? What will it take? And ask more direct questions, which is more masculine. Um, so I think it's really important to use a blend of both, um, depending on what you're speaking about and really really knowing your audience and creating that connection, understanding their body language and how they're receiving your message so that you know how to tailor make it. I think it's really important, even if you do the same speech several times, you always have a different audience. So it's knowing how to tweak it and be adaptable so that they receive it in a way that they need to understand it best for them. I could not agree with you more, depending on the audience and depending on the topic, even depending on the time of day, sure, can drive what kind of energy you are showing up with. Uh, you know, <laughs> so many speakers will say they dread the 1 p.m. or the 2 p.m. time slot because it's shortly after lunch. The audience tends to be a little bit more sluggish depending on what they had for their okay. midday meal. The speaker may be a little bit more sluggish. So depending on the time of day, you really have to come with a different kind of energy. And you would think 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. in the morning being bubbly is a good thing because it's rise and shine and lights, camera, action, bring it and everybody wake up. But you will have some people who will say, listen, I'm only at <laughs> cup of joe number two. Yeah. <laughs> I need at least another two or three cups before I can roll with all of that you have going on up there. Yeah. <laughs> really, <laughs> really assessing and thinking about the time of day and what kind of energy works best for the hour at which you are speaking, as well as the audience and the topic. Speaking of which, what are some topics on which you speak, Lorna? Well, uh, my, the bracket that I work in is well-being, which is such a huge topic. Um, mindset, emotions, and spiritual health. So I'm an NLP coach. So I help people with their subconscious mind. So that's kind of one bracket and um, emotional health. So I, I'm a healer. So I help people deal with their emotions and feel their emotions and process and release their emotions. So I cover anything from anxiety, mental health, um, emotional burnout, overwhelm, emotional triggers, uh, empaths a lot of my clients are highly sensitive women so they constantly deflated so I teach them energetic tools to help them stay uplifted um, so I cover a lot of different topics um, and spiritual tools to help people remain balanced 
So everybody, Lorna Jane is an intuitive healer. She's an energy master teacher. And like she says, she is an NLP mindset coach for female entrepreneurs. <clears throat> Excuse me. She helps pragna- pragmatic women release fear. She helps them with resistance and control by healing their emotions. And she helps them with deepening their intuition and strengthening their energy to restore faith and to restore trust. How important, Lorna, is it that you walk that walk and talk that talk when you are teaching and presenting to your audiences? I guess simply put, how important is it you believe in what you're presenting on in order to be as as effective as possible oh i think you know one of my good friends um she has a branding business and she she says you are your brand and that is 100 something that i believe in you have to believe that yourself is your business there is no two things so I find it very easy to show up in my business because I'm not doing anything that I wouldn't usually be doing I don't have to try and be somebody else I talk very much about how I'm feeling in that day in that moment and I share openly how I overcome certain things, which makes it more relatable. So I feel like it's super important. You just have to put yourself in the shoes of the audience and think, well, how did I feel this morning? Well, they must be feeling the same. So how did I, how did I overcome that? How did I overcome that feeling? What did I do? And then just openly sharing that. Um, And I think it's also to be okay, accepting of yourself that I I constantly get compliments for my energy. People say your energy is amazing and you radiate high energy, which I love. But of course, I also have to make sure that I give myself downtime so that my energy doesn't get deflated. So in my business, I am very strict with my boundaries in terms of how many clients I take on. When I start work, I only ever start work after 10 o'clock because the morning is my morning routine and that is a non-negotiable for me. So if a client wants to come earlier, then it's actually, you know, having the capacity to say no and be okay with that without fear, thinking, that client may be lost. So it's having strict boundaries and knowing what you need to do to be the most productive, effective, high energized person that you can be. Because if you're not, then as you say, you're not walking your walk, you're not being integral and audiences will pick up on your energy. They will feel it and they will know if you're talking about energy and you're showing up drained, they will you will lose them in your speech because they will feel it subconsciously. So I think it's extremely important. 100%, you have to walk your walk. There are two questions I am going to ask you that I don't think they're connected. I have not fully formulated them in my head right now (laughs) because they came out of what you just said. So one question is where I'm going to ask you about how you are vulnerable and you talk about 
some kind of challenge that you had or an outcome that you had that was very personal, but it relates to your presentation topic. So I'm going to ask you, how did you get to a point where you were comfortable? And maybe you're not at a point where you're comfortable, but at a point where you can actually voice that personal experience that you had for the sake of your audience learning? How did you get there? And then my next question after that one is going to be boundaries. I love how you have those boundaries where you are not working with clients until 10 a.m. for very specific reasons. I'm going to ask, are there boundaries in your presentations where this line is not crossed either by you, the audience, what have you? So first, let's start with the personal sharing. How did you get to a point where you were fine with doing that? Or have you always been like that? What advice do you give listeners who say, my personal life is off limits? What do you say? Yeah, great question. You know, in 2017, I was working with a business coach and she asked me to write my story. And I remember saying to her, me, I, I don't have a story to share. What can I possibly write about? And I did. I accepted. I wrote a chapter in this book. It was to make money for a domestic violence charity. But that was the real start of me believing that I had something powerful to share with the world. And by me speaking about my vulnerabilities and about the things that I had gone through was not negative actually by speaking about it and sharing about how I had overcome it and talking about my transformation inspired lots of other women to come my way to say well I'm going through this right now so that shows me that it's possible for me too and I think that was a real pivotal point in my in my career to know that actually by sharing your story and being vulnerable with your audience makes you more relatable. And of course, naturally, you know, that links in with boundaries because, you know, it has to be relative to what you're speaking about. Um, So it's not wearing your heart on your sleeve, which a lot of empathic women tend to do. So it's actually having that element of restriction where you say, is this relatable to what you're talking about? and being open, but also, you know, having something off limits, you do have to have a private life. And, you know, that doesn't, if that, if that's not around what you teach, then, then it's not relative to what you're speaking about. But um, as long as it's relative, then it's extremely important. And I think it's something for me that I developed over time. I remember doing my very first speech on my story, and I was so nervous. Um, And I remember thinking, people are going to think I'm so negative and they're not going to believe some of the things I've gone through and they're going to want sympathy and they're going to see me as a victim. And and I don't want that. But in actual fact, the response was so different. The response was, I cannot believe that you are standing up here and you have overcome so much. And yet to look at you, you would never know that. So it was sometimes you know it's imagining things working out even better than you imagined just by being yourself when you think back to that first speech and it sounds like it was a smashing success what if anything would you do differently 
Um, I think at the time my thoughts was very much around fear of being judged. So I think what I would do differently is to actually enjoy it more because I think at the time I just wanted to get through it. I wanted to just get through it without crying, without being judged, without being classed as a victim. And I think my advice would definitely be to just enjoy it because if, if there's no fear, who would you be? It's one of my great questions. If there was no fear, who would you be? You would really enjoy it and and enjoy that moment and make it memorable and not want to fast pace it and I think that's a great question to ask yourself if if you removed fear who would you be if you removed fear what would you do who would you be exactly that what could you accomplish on that microphone that is a powerful question everyone where I want you to sit and think about that not Mm. just when it comes to presentations, but let's just extend it to life, to career, to relationships, to parenting, to pick an aspect, to finances, to savings, to adventures, traveling, vacation. I don't pick any aspect of life. Lorna, that is one of the best questions. If you remove fear, then what would you do, be, accomplish, move, change? all of the above, because that is what stops us when it comes to getting on that microphone and actually owning it. Yes. Whether it's fear of judgment, fear of not being like, fear of the topic not resonating with people, fear of there being a technology fail. We could go on down the line. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 100%. What are some of your must-dos or must-haves when you prepare for a presentation or when you deliver one? My must-haves is actually to have my morning routine, to do my morning routine, to prime my brain, to work on my energy, and to use the, the skills and the tools exactly what I teach my clients. And when I thought about this earlier, you know, the, the mechanics of a speech are not that important to me. What is important is how I show up in myself in terms of my energy and my mindset. And, and a lot of it as well is, is being comfortable in what I'm wearing. I always wear really bright colors. My brand colors are purple and yellow. And on my Instagram and my Facebook handles, people always say your brand is so vibrant. And so if I show up in a bright color, it, it is me, it makes me feel confident. And I think as long as I feel comfortable and I know that I've worked on my mindset and I'm showing up in my full power, 100% myself, then it doesn't really matter. I tend to overlook the mechanics. I don't necessarily need slides or I don't necessarily need a microphone. I forget everything else around me because what I work on is all within within me. Everything I need is inside of me and everything external is not as important. I was thinking about how some people feel like they need to have the slides. Some people feel like they need to wear the dark colors, but then there are others where this is what makes them feel right. 
I don't need the slides. I don't need the note cards. I don't need the dark colors. I need the this, that, or the other. And all of that is part of being you. And I know for me personally, understanding who you are when you show up on that microphone, on that stage, and projecting that to the audience, that's important because if you try to be somebody else, some big name speaker, it it becomes exhausting <laughs> to try to show up as that person yeah. every single time. And when you're just you, I mean, I, that, that just makes it easy. That's my simple reason for deciding what works for you and you being that person, what makes you feel the most confident. Why do you find it so important to be you, show up as you, whether you need the technology or not, whether you need the typical corporate attire look or not. Why is that so important to you, Lorna? I think for me, it's important because everything that I have discovered on my personal journey has been around my personal energy and my personal mindset. And, you know, we live in this magnetic universe where, you know, we're all connected to each other energetically. And, you know, it, energy is intangible, but we can feel it. And so if you're not showing up as yourself authentically, people will, will sense that. So, and then you will sense their doubt and then that will then make you nervous. And so it's a, it's a knock-on ripple effect. But when you stand up in your complete zone of genius, in your power, 100% unapologetically you, <clears throat> speaking from your heart, speaking about something that you're passionate about, all your worries and your fears of all the external world completely dissolve. And it, it can sound quite cheesy. And, and I do remember speaking for the first time, but in actual fact, the more you do this work, the easier it becomes. And because I teach on energy and mindset, it just makes you feel so strong from the inside out. And you just feel like you're not relying on other things. And that's not to shame people that are, like you say, you have to just do what you feel is right for you. And for me, it's feeling strong from the inside out that I know it doesn't matter what happens around me because I'm strong internally. And that's what's going to carry me forwards. For how many years have you been a professional speaker now, Lorna? Well, I've kind of done it as part of my business. So on and off, maybe four or five years. Four or five years. And about how many presentations would you say you have delivered in that time? Not many, you know, maybe 20. Maybe 20. And and for someone just starting out, they would say, oh, oh, oh 20. That's 19 more than I've done. <laughs> <laughs> they might say that is a lot. Okay, think back from speech one to speech 20. What surprises you most as you think about how your speaking and your message, as well as your delivery have evolved? What surprises you most or excites you? Maybe even what excites you most? I think what excites me the most is you never know, you never know what's going to flow through you. I am extremely intuitive. So 
Uh, I do, we were talking about masculine energy before, so I am organized, I always turn up with bullet points, but then I speak from the heart, and because I'm intuitive, a lot of the things I talk about is intuitively channeled, it just flows through me, and so what excites me is sometimes you never know, you know, sometimes you can over plan, and then it's very mechanical, and has less emotion and less energy, and I feel what excites me the most is you just never know what's going to flow through you and you never know who's going to be in that audience. I love people. I love connecting and I just love people. So, um, you know, one, one speech is never the same and you never know how, what that is then going to lead to. So I, I, I always look at things with an open mind and I have no expectations. I just show up as myself and just, be in a receiving energy and and just get excited about what's to come one last strategy or piece of advice that you would offer listeners for how to own the microphone what is it to own the microphone i would say is all about working on you from the inside out it's about working on yourself consistently every single day I think a lot of us tend to wait until something goes wrong or we wait to get an event before we go, I must start working on myself and prepare. But if you make this a non-negotiable every single day to work on yourself, your mindset, your emotions, then it becomes a habit without you even realizing it. And it's, it becomes part of your daily, daily routine. It becomes part of you. Um, so working on you from the inside out is my top tip. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Everybody, Lorna, Jane, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And I trust the listeners enjoyed it too. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Own the Microphone. Until next time, I'm Bridget McGowan. Make sure you always shine Whenever you get on that stage, no matter what, own it, the microphone or whatever else is around you. All right, until next time, make sure you always own the microphone.